Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, People do not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus answered him, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their, in their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and the and angels came and attended him. Think about something you love doing a lot, your favorite hobby. Maybe it's disc golfing, biking, maybe it's playing Rocket League or um, Animal Crossing. That's the biggest thing right now with the pandemic. Uh, I don't have a Switch, so I can't play. Or you can think about your favorite place to go to to eat. Maybe it's Chick-fil-A or Starbucks or Gus's Fried Chicken or Moe's or whatever. There's places to go in Memphis, a lot of things to go and do, a lot of places to eat. And so think about those things. Could you give those things up for 24 hours? What about a week? How about 40 days? That's a long time to give it something up. But would you do it for the glory of God? That's the question I'm going to pose to you today. We're going through our series on summer on uh, summer conditioning. We're talking about fasting this week. And so for me, I grew up in the Catholic Church, and fasting for me was nothing more than you take the 40 days of Lent and you give up pop, chips, food, caffeine, just one thing, and 40 days you don't eat that, and you're supposed to pray more, and that's what I was really taught. You didn't fast for anything particular, you just fasted one item and say, God, help me to be a better Catholic or a Christian or whatever. But Sundays during the Lenten season was our cheat day, and so like on Sundays you could like you could have that, that cup of coffee, that bag of chips, that cookie or that... Uh, Chick-fil-A shake, whatever you wanted. And Friday during Lenten season, um, we go to the Catholic Church cafeteria, and we would get the fish fry because you couldn't eat meat, so you'd get fried shrimp, uh, fried fish, uh, mac and cheese, cheese pizza, those kind of things. And that's all I knew about fasting. That's all I, my entire understanding of fasting, and no more, no less. So when I got to Chi Alpha, I joined Chi Alpha in college at Wright State, a couple years in, I started taking my fasting more seriously. So I would fast, you know, a meal, you know, a day, two or even three days here and there throughout my time in college. But I still didn't understand what fasting was. I would fast for, like, you know, um, a spouse. I'd fast for a car. I'd fast for all these material possessions, good grades, that I wanted more than anything else. And thinking, okay, when the, when, when the, when the fast ended, let's say I was going to fast from noon to noon the next day. At 12.01, I'd be like, okay, God, it's 12.01. Where is, where is that text from that girl? Where is that, 
where's that car I wanted? Where's that that new um, phone? Where's that job interview that I'm supposed to get because I fasted for you? I had this such an awful understanding of what fasting was, and also you're going you know 12 hours, 36 hours, whatever without food, so I'm starving, and so while I'm fasting, I keep thinking about okay, I've done this fast. I'm going to go over to Chick-fil-A or Moe's or whatever and just eat eat myself silly, eat myself sick. And that was also just a bad misunderstanding. I was putting all these things, the blessings above the blesser. I was putting my wants and the needs over what God was wanting to do. And that's going to be our focus type primarily. I was such a selfish person in college. You know, I think we are selfish people. We always are thinking about ourselves, whether we like it or not. That's just a harsh reality of life, living in Western culture. We can't, we cannot escape it. Think about the last time you fasted. Were you fasting for the same things I was fasting for? Were you wanting to seek, you know, that, that spouse, that girlfriend, boyfriend, uh, those grades, the car, the iPhone, whatever, or if you're an Android person? Um, you're seeking so many things. Um, but you weren't seeking really after God. And, and that's a really dangerous place to be because, again, it's putting the gift above the giver, and that's idolatry when, when, when we're worshiping these things that God has in place for us, these blessings, we're not worshiping God himself. Take a minute to pray, and we'll, we'll get right into this message tonight. God, I thank you for who you are, being a glorious God who's given us so much, and I pray as this, we're hearing this message that you've given me to share that you would open our ears and our hearts to, to, to you. We'd be challenged in a new way to take this fasting to a whole new level in our own, our own personal lives. Amen. So if you were to walk down Walker Avenue or walk across uh, the campus quad and say, you know, you interview five students and say, hey, what is fasting? Chances are they'll say what I said before is that, well, fasting is not eating something and praying to God and asking him to bless you and you know that would be your typical response but I want to which is there is some truth to that but I want to see what the biblical side of this looks like and so there are two parts I want to focus on about the biblical purpose of fasting the first one is that we shift our attention and focus back to God so many times when we're we do our bento time or our our, um, our devotional time that gets 45 minutes to an hour which isn't bad, but how many times do you feel like we're 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 fully we're fully there, we're fully focused on the on the word, or if you're using our phones, you, know, you get a notification from Twitter or Snapchat or Instagram, and so you want to check up on your followers and your feed in the midst of what you're doing for Jesus, and so that's probably that's typical, and so I feel like when we're, when we're fasting, we need to have a a, a, re, a refocus of our mind, we need to reshift. So many so many times that people and things are on the front burner. God's on the back. We need to flip those two, put God on the front burner. And so what it looks like is maybe you work at Amazon or Chick-fil-A or Starbucks or whatever, and you, you're fasting that day. And if you're working at a fast restaurant, you're fasting, that's probably really hard to hard to deal with. And I'm, I'm sure that, that that's complicates things a lot because you're always around food. But say you're at Amazon and you're working a 10-hour 10 10-hour 10 shift you're fasting that day. How are you supposed to take the time to worship God? You can't leave your the assembly line or the, the production line to listen to your hill song for 35 minutes because that's going to get you fired. So, what, so when you're fasting, what you should be doing is everything you're doing while you're working as much as you can be praying 
praying, praying to God internally, um, and even praising God through worship, maybe you have your ear pods in, or you're just worshiping God and praising Him for who He is, and saying, God, draw me closer to you. And that's really what you do in your free time when fasting, is you want to be praying and giving God your full attention, and constantly worshiping and praising Him, and saying, God, I want more of you, I'm starving for food, but I'm more so starving for the Word of God. I need that in my life. Help me, Father, to become more like you, to, 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 to build my life around you, and less around myself. And that's how we, we, we shift that around. The second thing from I know is that I've learned is that fasting reveals the things that control us. Uh, food, emotions, often, often cover a lot of things in our life. And so when we fast, it allows, it allows God to uproot things in our life that we need to deal with. So um, I try to fast once a week for a spiritual discipline because I want to be able draw closer to God through fasting. And I think it's, it's, it's a really helpful thing to, to develop. And so uh, I was, uh, got up yesterday for my fast, and I was like, washing the dishes and getting the kids a breakfast. And so I started feeling angry for the reason at all. I'm not sure why. I mean, I hadn't eaten in about 12, 13, 14 hours. But I wasn't really hungry, but I was just feeling angry. And I realized that there were things that, that for the reason I had to deal with that were underlying issues to things that from the past. And so I began praying, God, I, I want you to help me through this issue. I need to be less angry, and I need to forgive people in the past for what for what they've done wrong. And, you know, all throughout the day, God would keep bringing up certain things. I feel like while I was fasting, anger or, or, or sadness or bitterness. And so as these things have come up, I would be praying through all those things throughout the day because I knew that, like, I wanted to see freedom from these areas I was suffering in. And, and that's what we. Do. That's the one thing we do in fasting to just pray that God would continue to just draw the things out of us and help us to be more like Him. When you look at the Bible, would you say that commandment is a, a, a fasting is a commandment? I would say that. I would say yes. Until I did more research and realized that fasting is not a commandment. Jesus never said, "Thou shalt fast." He's never said, "If you fast." In the Bible, Matthew 6, 16, 18, um, Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is talking about when we fast. That's the first, that's the very first few words of the, of the, of the verse. Matthew 6, 16, 18 says, when you fast, and he gives all these instructions about when you fast, how we should not be, um, oh, woe is me, oh, like, look at me, I'm fasting, you know, have pity on me. And um, he talks about being a private thing between him, between you and him. And he says, when you fast. Jesus modeled fasting for us in Matthew 4, uh, verses 1 to 11. This is when he's in the desert, and he's fasting 40 days before his before his ministry, but takes off, and you know, in a couple a couple weeks, and so he, he spends 40 days fasting. During that time, he's tempted by the, he's tempted by Satan. He, gives, he promises him all these crazy things. He says, if you just give them to me, I'll give you all this. And that happens so often when we're fasting, we get tempted by the enemy to do all sorts of things. And, you know, we never, we need to be strong in the Lord during those times. And so fasting for Jesus was a Holy Spirit prompting. And so uh, when we fast, it's not required that it's Holy Spirit prompting. Because, I mean, my, my reason I started fasting wasn't from the Holy Spirit. It's like I just knew I wanted to uh, start having this discipline. So you can fast without, without the prompting of the Holy Spirit. But if he prompts you, 
you you want to you want to honor that and 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 fast as he gives you direction. So like I said before that part of the start of the ministry of Jesus when he started fasting, and so he knew he was about to have a lot of trials in his ministry. He knew he was going to be he was going to be killed on the cross uh, for our sins, and so we knew that it's important that he he took time to fast and pray before that. And so, but also just to give an idea of like. How the, in the Bible, there's other stories. Second Chronicles 20 verses 1 through 4, King Jehoshaphat had called a fast for the for for the nation of Judea because they're about to be um, invaded, and so he, he said, "There's a decree, all, all Judea, we're going to fast as a nation." And so, your pastor could call a church-wide fast. You know, Matt could call a, a fast if he wanted to, um, and so, not to say we, you know, there are reasons why you know we we don't fast. You know, sometimes. If the pastor calls the church wide fast, maybe you can't because you have a, a medical condition where you can't eat, or, or you know there are certain reasons why you don't fast. Maybe um, so when that was pregnant, she couldn't, she could not fast the way that we would fast normally, and so there are obviously reasons um, why you wouldn't fast if someone calls a church wide fast or a, a group wide fast. Um, even the, even the, oh, just, a, just a side thought. Even if someone were to call a church wide fast. We don't. We're not always obligated to do that, um, but it's it's in good faith that we, we we try to pursue the fast in those times because we want to be in in support of the church or the ministry. And so, again, um, there's a couple things to think about when you're thinking when when those situations come up. Constant temptation always was on Jesus's front door um, when he was fasting. You know, he was hungry. He was 40 days without food. Um, I've done a three-day fast, and I'm ravenous. Forty days, I can imagine being in the heat and the sun and you know all the humidity. I'm in my air-conditioned house or my car, and so at least I have a little bit of um, relief. You know, the heat really does a lot for you when you're when you're hungry and, and you've eaten a couple of days. You become really angry and all sorts of things, and so I can imagine he was really, really hungry. And so many times we'll be tempted to make shortcuts when we fast. Just as a, just as a, a side thought, you know, I used to make a lot of smoothies. I tell myself I'm doing a a, a, a food and liquid a food and water fast, but I thought, well, smoothies kind of like water, just really water, just like really like watered down fruit. So I would make all these smoothies. I thought that was kind of for me a cheat to get off my fast. But I mean, I think to each his own. If you decide to make a smoothie during your fast, it's not really it's not a sin. It's not a big deal. Um, but before you fast, you have to commit, I'm only doing the, these drinks or these foods. It's between me and God and nobody else. Now Jesus uh, talks about that, you know, in Matthew 6, 16 to 18, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't lament or go, what was me while we're fasting? Because as, as we fast, um, it's between, me, between you and God. Now, sometimes people have to know you're fasting. So if you're married, if you're dating somebody and you, and you let's say if you're, you're dating somebody, and you have a weekly dinner engagement every Tuesday night and lunch every Wednesday afternoon. If you fast on one of those days, the person you're seeing should know you're fasting because you don't want to be rude and like show up and not eat or cancel it for you know not being open and upfront, honest. I mean, Natalie, whenever I fast, I tell her so she knows not to cook dinner for me because you know if it comes dinner time and I have I say I'm fasting and she made this delicious meal, it's like well. That stinks, and so it's just a kind of a courtesy thing. The rule of thumb is the least people that you tell, the better. Only those who have to, only those who have to know, didn't know you're fasting. Just use, just use your best judgment 
um, on that. Uh, so now I'll get some practical things about fasting. So how, how do we fast? And does the Bible tell us how we should fast? And there are some suggestions for types of fasting. Um, in Daniel 1, 8 to 14, he, this, this is the Daniel fast where he didn't eat um, any, any meats or I think it was meat and sweets. And it was a third thing. I think it was any alcohol. He didn't consume for three weeks. And so oftentimes at the start of the calendar year, churches will do this Daniel fast for their church. And so um, it's just a different type of fast. People do corporately or, or privately or personally. And so that's one way to fast. You can fast, you can do, you can do food entirely. So uh, just no food, but you just drink water and maybe, maybe fruit juices, things like that. You can do food and water and can you, you eat and drink nothing. Um, other ways to fast in uh, James 1 through 5, he says, seek the Lord for wisdom. And so you can say, Lord, what should I be fasting from today? Or what can I fast over this next week to draw me closer to you? So, there, so it's traditionally, it's always food in the Bible, but you can do other things because some people just cannot, like Natalie, when she was pregnant, she just could not not eat food because you know, it wouldn't be good for the for, for baby Kendrick at that point in time. And if you're on medication, that requires you to eat while you fast, or eat while you take your medication. There's obviously going to be exceptions to every sort of rule, and so, but it's between you and God to figure out how that how that how that looks. If you have any questions about that in detail, please ask me afterwards. You can always shoot me a text or a, a message on Facebook. Um, if it's your first time fasting, I recommend that you only fast one meal a day. So maybe you do you do lunches all week long, or you do maybe you do lunch and dinner every every other day. Just to, just to get used to fasting and it's even better just to do maybe one meal um, for one week and so that's a good way to start uh, you don't want to you don't want to overwork your body and the best way to prepare for any kind of fast if it's your first time fasting again drink a lot of, you want to drink a lot of water a lot of um, you know uh, fruits and veggies don't binge before you go for on a fast that's gonna really hurt your, hurt your body down the road and so you don't want to like go to a, you know um, Go and cry when, like, go all him on the buffet and eat everything possible. And then, oh, go on your, your fast next day. You're going to regret that in the long run. For a longer fast, if it's more than three days, again, don't binge to, to starting your fast. You want to maybe eat smaller and smaller meals as you lead up to your three-day fast because you're somebody that's going to shrink a little bit as you're fasting. So if you, the more you fast, if you go for a week or you know two weeks, 30 days, 40 days, you can get, have a really small stomach by the end of that fast. Because when you when you break that fast, especially a long fast of three three or more days, eat eat a eat a light breakfast. Um, again, fruits and veggies is really good to start out with, and then um, as you go through the day, you can you can add more things like dairy. You don't want to like you know again eat um, a big you know a big Chick Fil A sandwich. And fries after a fast because again it's not going to be good for your body all that grease isn't really healthy so just a couple things to just give, have practice on so fasting can be very overwhelming I know that it's, it's a lot to take on and I want to give you guys just a quick challenge today that you would look at your your life and say hey where can I grow in this how can I grow in this am I do I need to do a, a one-day fast to start getting used to fasting? Do I need to do a, a one meal fast? 
going to do a three-day fast, again, take time and seek God on what you should be fasting in, or fasting towards. And again, remember that when you're fasting, constantly be seeking out the Lord in all that you're doing. Constantly be seeking out Him in everything. And don't focus on, again, don't focus on um, the end goal, because it's all about God. It's not about, you know, whether or not God provides what you want to see at the end of the fast. Because he, he could even say, nope, I'm not give it to you. But God still gets all the glory in all that, all that we do. So, I want to end with just like, kind of like a, a, a quick thought. You know, I, I, like I said, I've been struggling with fast growing up all, you know, it, it's, it's very difficult, and so I know it's hard. And so, for me personally, like, I know it's difficult. I know we, it's, it's, but it's so worth it's so worth it. Um, before we moved out to Memphis um, last year, I probably fasted once a day, or once a week, like a month out before fasting. We had people our our support team praying and fasting for us as well to raise our budget to get here. Uh, and there's a whole story behind that. I can tell you later on if you uh, ask me later on personally. I'll share that story with you. But you know. Um, I didn't do the fasting right all the way through. I, I made some mistakes, but I still saw myself draw closer to God during that season of life, and it was so worth it. So I want to just encourage you to, to to take time before God and see what He has for you in this in this discipline. It's probably one of the hard disciplines I think because it requires a lot a lot of you physically and mentally. And so I want to encourage you guys with that word. And so um, give it to him really quick, and we'll. Um, Hope you guys have a great day. God, thank you for, for just this time of, of being in the Word, of, of worrying about, of um, fasting. I pray you encourage us, say that we would have a greater understanding of what it means to fast and continue to seek you. And remember that it is about the, the blesser and not the blessing. We would have our mind focused on you. We, thank you, Lord. Amen.